Oh man, I done did it this time with this one. Commit suicide. What the fuck is wrong with me? Such a touchy subject as many times as I done contemplated. Just ending it all. Just sending my brains to the wall right behind me. The wall you can see. Just jumping off a goddamn bridge. Hanging from a rope. Whatever. But let me introduce something else to you. This isn't a new phenomenon. It's something I've been sitting on for a while. And I heard it uh, pronounced through other beings as well. And it is a form of suicide, but you don't actually harm yourself. And what you do is you kill off the aspects of you that you do not like. You know, so here we are. We're about to have a, a group suicide. What's the word? Is it called a mass suicide? I forgot what it's called. But anyway, this is what we're going to do. We are going to kill off the aspects of ourselves that we do not like. So you do not like that you are a procrastinator, so you're going to kill that part off. <laughs> How you do that? Well, by constantly forcing yourself to do the things you know you ought to do. And I'm sorry if my subject matter, I'm sorry if what I'm talking about isn't exciting as the, the, um, uh, the caption, but follow me here because there's something here. Trust me. So you don't like you're a procrastinator, then you work towards killing that part of you off. You know, you don't like that you're fat, so you kill that part of you off by putting in some goddamn work, by exercising, you know. You know, uh, exercising, switching up your diet, taking cold showers. I say this all the time. It seems like it's a small thing to take cold showers, but it's really not. And I'm not just referring to the shock. You know, I'm referring to the health benefits, literal health benefits, mental, uh, physical, spiritual, emotional health benefits. So you kill that part of you off, you know, or you, you deal with anxiety and depression. You kill that off. And of course, I have, you know, I have advice on that. I speak on that a lot. You know, I, I was just speaking on it. You know, you, you kill off that anxiety by challenging it man by deciding okay i won't be ruled by this shit it seems so simple because it is that doesn't mean that it's easy doesn't mean that it's easy trust me i know so you got to decide okay i guess in, in a court of law they would call this a premeditated murder so you know first degree but you're kind of killing yourself but if you were to separate yourself from that which you're trying to kill then that would be premeditated murder or if you want to see it as something that is an attachment of you then it's premeditated suicide which i don't think you can go to jail for because you're dead or that aspect of you is dead but you're still alive so i don't know they didn't come up with a law for that yet so yeah basically that's what you want to do you want to start taking swings at the aspects of you that you don't like instead of letting it rule your whole life oh i don't like that i'm fat so i'm just gonna let the rest of my life go to shit because oh well you know, because that's just, that's just how my life goes, you know. Because if you take one thing and you let it uh, flood over into other aspects of your life, then you what you do is you start looking at um, certain things. Like every little mishap that comes into your life, you start looking at it as something to justify the feeling that you feel. So, for instance, oh man, I feel like shit because, well, well let's just keep exploring this, because I'm fat. So... Oh, you find yourself in traffic, like, oh, well, that there's my luck, you know, you drop your wallet, oh, yep, that, that shit happens to me, you know, it, it's loser talk, so, 
once you reach the habit of speaking like that and you go looking for that, you're basically slowly dying anyway. I guess we're all slowly dying. So maybe you speed up the process a little bit by constantly looking for things to take away from who you are and who you could be. But and seeing as that may be the case, if you consciously understand that you're doing that, you can rectify the problem by separating the issues in your life and not letting it take shape into other aspects. And that doesn't just happen by sitting down on your ashy ass knees and praying, I'm sorry. You know, it's going to take more than that. You're going to actually have to get out of bed. You're going to actually have to fucking move. You're going to actually have to fucking read and listen to boring stuff and listen to boring people and try to weed out the fakes from the real and, you know, just kind of go through those haystacks to find a needle, see which one works for you. And, and you know, and, and that's life, man. You know, and for my guys out there, see, I like the fact that I'm all over the place because, man, one idea brings out another. That's success to me. But for my guys out there, man, you know, I like to I like to mention this every once in a while periodically. And I was watching a documentary. I think it was on the Peregrine Falcons, one of my favorite animals, really fastest animal, I think, alive, but... Um, most predators fail most of the time, okay? And in the animal kingdom, it basically translates like this. You know, most of the time, you're not going to get your kill. But you understand that you have to eat. It's innate. You feel it in your every being that you have to eat. So you don't stop until you eat. So I tie this back to what I was going to say, guys, and I don't know, maybe women. I don't know. I try not to touch on the telling women what to do and things like that because I just, I don't know. You know, I, I, I stay in my comfort zone when it comes to this. And all I can really say to women is, you know, kind of give them a better understanding of what we would appreciate. But anyway, it's not about that. So men, you tried your hand at getting women. You, maybe a game wasn't tight. Maybe a game is. But you can't quit after one rejection. I understand that you take it personally, you know, especially when you muster up all you've got to go towards, you know, to, to go at a woman who you think is of a high status, maybe a higher status than your very own. Uh, you may, you know, out of your league is what they say. Um, but you can't let that deter you from, uh, you know, Attempting to, you know, find your desires met, whatever that may be. I won't dive into that. I mean, it's your prerogative so long as you worry about the safety of the women that you are approaching and you uh, focus on re uh, respecting them. Um, but solely, solely your prerogative. Um, but you can't let that stop you. You know, because if you do, after a couple of rejections, you know, you start taking it personally, it fucks with your confidence. You know, now you're real tight. Or any woman who gives you play, you kind of try to give them everything, man. It's just, oh, you know, it's just my opportunity. Let me, let me show her how great I am, you know. But you got to separate yourself from that. 
you know, kill off that aspect of you where you think you just have to please people in order for them to get in a relationship with you, in order for them to get in bed with you or whatever it is, man. And I guess I learned that the hard way. I learned most things the hard way, but it's all right. It's all right, though. You know, that, um, you know, those rejections and saying, oh, maybe I'm ugly. Maybe, well, people don't love me. People don't like me. I'm too this. I'm too that. Nah, I mean, I mean, you just got to switch up your game, man. You know, analyze it. And plus, I got this piece of advice from uh from one of my BFFs. You know, <laughs> BFFs. I finally said it. But from one of my best friends, man. And he was basically saying, I don't remember the question that I asked. I'm sure I asked the question. I'm like, man, you don't, I don't know. You don't feel discouraged or something like that when people reject you. And he basically put it like this, man. It doesn't really matter. I, I don't know them. They don't know me, you know. So basically, I mean, I didn't know the person before I talked to him. I, and now I ain't going to know her afterwards. And God, what a great perspective. We don't really know these people that we, you know, that we uh, try to pursue. I mean, who's to say that we'll actually even like them in the long run, man? I know we judge books by covers, but man, after a while, taking things at face value just gets boring. You know, some women, and you know, and I have a shallow aspect to me as well. I won't lie, but so, but I say all that to say that, you know, some women that I just see as, oh, dimes, the best, flawless, blah, 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 fucking model. Man, they have very little to offer, and I mean no disrespect. Because I'm not trying to stereotype because that's not inherently true. But I have found that some of these beautiful women, you can't even find a blemish on them. It's just, are just kind of boring, you know? So they have the looks, and that's good. That gets you by. That gets you on a magazine cover. You know, you know how to contort a little bit, poke your ass out, perch your lips. And that's all beautiful, man. I mean, it's it's... I guess it's kind of a skill, but in matters of the meaningful life outside of our hormones, man, you know, when all the dust settles, we look for more. We look for more in people. We look for more in the people we, we get in, in bed with, and there's just nothing more attractive than somebody who actually has something going for them more than how they look when they step out into the world. As far as physical appearance, totally off uh, subject, but I feel like it was worth mentioning because we're all hornballs, really. I know I am, especially at this age, to be in my prime. Um, but yeah, man, those the, those uncomfortable feelings that you feel. Uh, you know, when you sit down at night or you wake up in the morning, you say, oh, man, I fucking blew it. Why did I carry things that way? You know, why, you know, why did I get so tense at this moment? Things, those are things that you need to start working towards and understand there is something that you can do, you know. I mean, examples galore. If you found that um, you don't like the way you talk to somebody because, you know, you kind of got a little too tense, the anxiety kicked in. Then my, I mean, my advice for anxiety is pretty universal. Um, it's just that you just slow down the pace and at least focus on the, some of the things that you would like to speak on prior to engagement. You know, but always 
slow down the pace take control of the pace and here's a basketball reference I think this is still true but you will find that if you look up the stats for basketball teams there are 30 NBA teams the teams with the slower pace make the fewer mistakes the teams with the faster pace Golden State Warriors actually is a team with a very fast pace and they are one of the league leaders in turnovers. Yeah, they won championships. They won championships. They turned over the ball a lot, you know. So, you know, just there's something there. That's all I'm saying. That's something that poked out to me as far as basketball stats. And I looked into the stats uh, quite a bit, you know, because, I mean, there before them, there were teams who had slower pace who won championships. Mavericks. I believe they had a slow pace. I want to say Miami Heat did when they when they won. Not, I don't think. I want to say before LeBron, when it was just D Wade and Shaq. I'm not too sure about that actually, but you know the Spurs, the Spurs for sure, one of the slower paces in the NBA. And you see they they did pretty well. Um, but enough about NBA. If there's something that you don't like about yourself, don't allow it to spread like cancer because that's kind of what it is it's proverbial cancer and it takes shapes and you know in, in other forms you know and you want to free yourself up you want to take that weight off of you so you can go and explore some of the things that are more uh, worthwhile to you very imperative that you do that because some things uh, unlike a cancer this can this can drag on for decades I don't know if a cancer can decade can carry on for decades. I'm not too sure about that, to be honest. But I mean, should I rather die in a year or so from cancer as opposed to living forty years with a proverbial cancer, or, or forty extra years with a proverbial cancer and not quite getting rid of it and just letting it plague the rest of my life? End me now if you tell me that's going to be my fate. You know, send me off. All right, commit suicide.